Welcome to Pints and Politics. I'm your host, Dan Parsons. As our regular listeners and viewers know, Pints and Politics is about inviting the newsmakers, the difference makers, really, in the community to talk about the most important issues of our day. And we do that while we enjoy a delicious Nebraska craft beer. And so let me introduce our guest uh, today. Uh, Jim Blue is the president and CEO of Cedars Organization. Jim, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on, Dan. This is a great thrill, and 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 I'm really honored that you would describe me as a newsmaker and a difference maker. Uh, I'll try to live up to something well, like that. Well, you certainly are. And I don't know why it's taken. So, by the way, this is episode 56. Yep. If folks are keeping track uh, on their bingo cards at home, so. The biggest question is, how did it take us 56 episodes before we invited you on? Well, because you and I uh, were pledges in a certain fraternity back many years ago, and I think you wanted to wait for things to settle a little bit before <laughs> before putting me on air. In the we time. did, yeah. Just for <laughs> transparency, Jim and I uh, attended the University of Nebraska Lincoln together, and yep. uh, we lived in a fraternity house. Well, you were a Lincoln guy, so yeah, that was right. different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we uh, that's how far back we go. Hey, I know. That's been a, yep. a day or two. Well, um, and, and Cedars, uh, for 75 years, Cedars' mission has been to help children and youth achieve safety, stability, and enduring family relationships. Yes. Yep. And I am humbled to, to remind you and to tell our guests that you've been doing that uh, since 1991. Yes, I know. And, and, and who would have thunk it? Uh, it has been a wonderful journey, uh, uh, but I have never done it alone. Uh, my greatest partner is my wife, Suzanne Blue. Uh, who's involved with Matt Talbot Kitchen Outreach, but folks like you, Dan, you've been a supporter throughout and just wonderful people in this community. 75 years ago, right up to 2023. It's a community effort. It's a state effort for the kids. Well, it's, it's so gratifying because you are a difference maker because you've made a difference for the kids here in this community for many, many years. What, so I'm curious, well, we're going to tap into our beers here in a moment, but I'm curious, Jim, in that if I'm doing my math right, 31 years, mm -hmm. um, you've seen some changes yes. in, in, in our delivery of services and the behavior of kids, and you've seen a lot of changes right. in 31 years. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, we would take up uh, probably the entire evening if we went through all of those changes. But uh, in terms of kids, I mean, yes, there is a stronger magnetic pull towards uh, forces like gang activity. Now, uh, weapons and very serious weapons are pervasive. Wow. Uh, but what has remained the same is the kids, uh, whether it be 1991 or 2010 or today, they're children. And so many of them, they don't want that life. They want, they want inspiration and they want to help others. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal what I see in our emergency shelter and in many other programs about kids. They want to help. They want to get away from that nastiness. And I, I saw that when I began many, many years ago, and it, and it is such a force today. They're children. Uh, 
<clears throat> well, that's really encouraging. Well, I'm so thrilled to have this conversation with you. But as I mentioned, our tradition here at Pines and Politics uh, is to dive into a delicious Nebraska craft beer. So, um, uh, Jim, as I always do for my guests, ask, what would you like to have for a lovely Nebraska craft beer? And you chose the Fairy Nectar IPA from Cross Strain Brewing in La Vista. And, uh, whoa, so let's uh, tap into this. I'll just this. follow your lead. And, and normally I prohibit any connection between Cedars employees and drinking, but this is a special occasion, Dan. Thank you. Dan. Thank you. And, yes. Uh, so it's an honor. Ooh, that was a terrible pour. This is this is both my favorite beer and my 33-year-old daughter's favorite oh, beer, yes. too. Yeah, so. Nice. Well, I, I did a terrible pour. Kind of shake these up here, Dan? It seems what? like I did. They've been sitting here for a while. We'll get through it. Anyway, so this, uh, and we'll put the notes like we always do uh, in, in the, on the website. But it's an IPA, New England style, hazy IPA. Um, and it's, yeah, I love their artwork. And um, yeah, no, it's a good beer. All right, cheers, my friend. Cheers to you, Dan. Thank you. Even the foam on a fairy nature is great. Mmm, <laughs> okay. That is very tasty. Well, um, forgive me, but I'm gonna hit the pause button for a minute okay. and uh, hear from our sponsor. And when we come back, uh, let's dive into what Cedars does on a regular basis. So stay tuned, we'll be right back after this message. I was four when I went into foster care. My life before was really hard for a kid. When I was about 13, I went to live with the Johnsons. They taught me how family is supposed to feel. I was definitely tough at times, but they never stopped telling me they believed in me. Thanks for helping me see what I could be. Cedars, here for kids, here for families. Learn how you can become a foster parent at cedarskids.org. We decided to foster because we wanted to make a difference. I'll never forget the day Millie came to us. We were worried about how our daughter would react, and it wasn't easy. Julia didn't understand how Millie was hurting. But they became inseparable. Millie was now our family. Thanks for helping us see what we could be. Cedars. Here for kids, here for families. Learn how you can become a foster parent at cedarskids.org. Okay, welcome back to Pints and Politics. Joining me is Jim Blue, President and CEO of Cedars Organization. So Jim, um, give a quick overview of Cedars and the work that you do on a daily basis. Well, I always like to start at the beginning. I'll try to make that exciting and brief too. <laughs> no, you've but got plenty of time. It's really, really important to start with your roots, of course. Uh, uh, 1947 in Lincoln, um, the Reverend Charles Danner and his wife uh, um, took a 14-year-old child who was sleeping outside in January at 14th and O Street uh, and offered that child refuge. Uh, it grew quickly from there, so the records say. And the Sertoma Club of Lincoln uh, adopted what the Danners are doing. One year after that, they moved from their house in Belmont with the help of the Sertoma Club out to the area of 66 and Pioneers. So There's an old white farmhouse there. 
there were two barracks. That was a World War II conscientious objectors camp. Yeah. Wow, there that, was not much was, out there. That was No, it was way out in the country. And the Mennonite Church had acquired that farmland uh, in about 1939, seeing the war coming. And it was a conscientious objectors camp. Of course, it was empty in 1948. So that's where the children stayed for a period of time. You know, old barracks were not the uh, best for kids <laughs> to stay in. It worked for a couple years. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, 1953, that came down, and the first part of the building which stands today was erected in 1953. Really, kind of, we were on the tail end of the orphanage movement. Um, shelter was our founding program. Today, it's kind of a flagship program of the organization, but we do so much more. We have about 20 kids in the emergency shelter uh, at 66 and Pioneers. We constructed the new shelter in 2009. It is state of the art. Um, but uh, with those 20, those 20 kids join another 230 kids every day that spend the night with us with our foster homes, in our apartments. Uh, and if you think about it, those 250, 260 kids, that's a really large orphanage. Absolutely. Uh, and it's just tremendous. There's no organization like this in at least the state in, in what we do for kids that do not have a safe place to spend the night. That's about 30% of all the kids that we serve every day. The other 70% are served in their homes. So we have staff that go into families, homes uh, who are struggling, and we work on parenting skills, we work on educational plans, we work on jobs, we work on household maintenance. Uh, we try to do everything we can to help strengthen that family unit. Uh, we're also involved uh, in childcare services. We have the only licensed childcare center in the 27th and Holdridge area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Northridge, uh, right? Northridge Community Center, that child care center uh, is an incredibly important resource for infants through preschoolers. And then we're involved in community learning center programs at, with our partners, Lincoln Public Schools. Uh, and, and those schools, those elementary schools that you service, uh, what are those uh, off the top Clinton, of Hartley, and Randolph Elementary School. We do the after school programming, community learning center programming. Uh, and then the Youth Opportunity Center, which is in the downtown uh, area of Lincoln, uh, that's uh, uh, our community's drop-in center for runaway and homeless youth, typically homeless youth, and some kids who are all living, uh, they're couch serving, they're literally living in the streets of Lincoln, will drop by there for meals, a warm place, a cool place in the summer. So how many do you, how many kids are typically through, so that's, a, that's an area that is fairly new. I mean, it's, you know, that's, that's an area of need yes. that has, again, has increased in recent Absolutely. years. And yeah. uh, what, what is that population like on an average night? Well, uh, we will get 10 to 20 kids wow. uh, every day through the Youth Opportunity Center. It varies with how many homeless kids there are in the community. We think that on there, we think that on certain days, there are more than 300 homeless kids in Lincoln. And that's uh, kids who are literally living outside, um, the couch surfing, um, and, and we work very closely with all the resources in town, including Lincoln Public Schools, to try to help those kids be safe and find another trajectory for their life where they can fulfill their potential. 
Uh, foster care is a major initiative of the organization because if kids can't be at home, the best place is in a foster family in a neighborhood. Uh, so uh, we have uh, uh, foster care programs in Lincoln and Omaha and really throughout eastern Nebraska. And, and the Omaha connection, has that's fairly new, right? And yes. continues to, those opportunities to assist those kids outside of Lincoln has Absolutely. become a new portion of your charge uh, in recent years. Uh, uh, Dan, you know me fairly well. I'm not a major mm, statistics person, but... <laughs> But one that did resonate with me is two years ago, uh, one in 20 of Cedar's clients were served out of our Omaha office. Uh, today, one in four of Cedar's clients are served out of our Omaha office, and we are serving more kids in total. So it's a major initiative, and we have kids back and forth. Our emergency shelter is serving a couple kids from Omaha today that have no other place. Because those services are, A, they're more and more needed, and there's there's not enough beds, there's not enough places for those kids to go. And, and, and frankly, I can say this <coughs> because, you know, I'm your friend, and I'll, I'll help you brag about the work that you've done. You have shown Cedars has shown that you are a trusted organization to care for the, the most precious resource we have in this state. So of course those needs are gonna be filled and, and people are gonna to look towards the reputation that Cedars has here in Lincoln to expand beyond our borders of Lincoln. Um, one of the aspect of my work that I enjoy the most one of them is uh, co-workers who have decided to try to make Cedars their career. And there's a lot of those folks. And yeah, really, you have some long-term yeah, employees. Long-term employees. Long -term. And, and that really, and direct service employees that have been with us for a long term. And that is something that I really enjoy. Those folks, if they're gonna make Cedars their career, then they absolutely are focused on the quality of our care because that can't slip if they're gonna dedicate their lives to this organization and our mission. So let's take our emergency shelter, for example. If we have to operate our emergency shelter on the amount of money that the state of Nebraska pays us for us housing, a, for providing emergency shelter for a state ward child or uh, one of our other mm, partners, it would be three hots and a cot. It is very low. It is about 60% of what it actually costs us to take care of those kids. Because of the generosity of the community and donating to the Cedars organization, we have these tremendous value-added overlays onto the emergency shelter, and that's just one program of the organization. We have this education team that do everything from tutoring to going to parent-teacher conferences to helping kids get enrolled to doing remote learning for those kids. One young man has picked up 25 high school credits in the past five weeks. He is in a place that's stable and he is killing it. That has to be so rewarding. Yep. And, I, and I see it. I see yep. it when I come visit yep. and I come out. Uh, I, I see your eyes light up when you get to see one of the kids. And, you, you, and, and again, the CEO of an organization as large as yours uh, maybe doesn't always touch every 
person in the organization, and I know you don't have that ability either, but just because of the sheer numbers, but I do. It's one of the joys of people who know you to see your eyes light up when you get to tell a story, a success story of one of those kids. Well, uh, I have a inclination to be, to get to know a lot of kids and try to be involved. Uh, I've kind of become the crazy old man around there, Dan, a little bit. And sometimes the professional staff will, uh, you know, nicely point me to the door because they've got, <laughs> you know, they, they know what's going on with that child. And, and, and I just give all the credit to the staff of this organization. It's a tremendous staff. Yeah. Uh, yeah tremendous. Give all the credit to them. Uh, well, and so, so review for me again, how many kids on a daily basis that you're caring for in, yeah, just in, 1, in, 206 kids are in our care today, today, active care. And I'm bragging a little bit that I know that precisely, but it is <laughs> 1,206 kids actively participating in CEDARS program. And then of course we have family members and it expands exponentially. So, you know, they're, you know, it's, it's not a massive number, Dan, but you know, we're also involved with kids' lives for a long period of time. Yeah, uh, they're not just, uh, well, we, some are there for a short yeah, time, but right. yeah, some are there for extended. Some, sometimes kids are with us for, they come into our uh, youth opportunity center downtown and it's a warm, nutritious meal, new set of clothes, maybe a donated bike for them to get around and we may not see them again but we at least sent them off with something good. We have other kids who are in our wonderful foster homes uh, for a long period of time and are adopted. Uh, so it really varies, but we're, we're really proud of this organization. We're really proud of all the relationships we have across Nebraska to make this a reality for the kids. Uh, on a personal note, you just reminded me of this. Um, um, so I was adopted, as you know, as an infant, yes. and uh, here in Lincoln to a teenage mother. And uh, when, when we uh, had an opportunity to talk about that in recent years, uh, you reminded me that, yeah, I was a foster kid in the state system for a handful of days yes. uh, until my adoptive parents went through the system and, and adopted me. So there is a tremendous need, and that's been a few years ago, um, but that need for foster families, uh, you know, and my, my adopted mother was a foster mom and adopted, in, in addition to me, my three siblings. And, uh, and so anyway, that need, even after all those years now, uh, is even greater today than it was all those years ago. Um, and if I may real quickly. Yeah. Um, I just don't want that to pass by. Um, we need foster parents for all ages of kids. Um, I have met a whole lot of children over the years, tens of thousands, uh, and I mean this in jest. I have never met a six-month-old that I would want to bring home and be a foster parent for them myself, uh, but I have met dozens and dozens of 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 14-year-olds who, in a flash, if I could, I can't in the role I have in the organization, in a flash I would bring home because they know what life is, they know what family should be, they, they have a gift, 
and it's the teenagers that we really, really need foster parents for, and they can be so, so energetic and strengthening to a family. And how gratifying. That, that, I, I just don't think that there's a greater calling, yep. frankly, uh, in our society than to take on that role. Every, so. every teenager I know, on some level, wants family. Yeah, absolutely. So important. Absolutely. Um, I know you just celebrated the 75th anniversary yes. uh, last year, right? Two years ago. Uh, last year. Last year, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, so there are continues to be need for expansion and, and additional services. There's need, obviously, for continued support from the community. And by the way, we're going to talk about that in our, in our last segment okay. of how people can uh, partner with Cedars and, and provide uh, help uh, in different, different ways. Um, but you have some exciting... Uh, new projects uh, coming online. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about that a little bit. Well, the one in particular that I want to mention is an initiative which was really driven by need. Um, we have been, I don't, I don't want to get into hyperbole here, but we have been astounded by the growth in our referrals of kids who are 15, 16, 17, 18, who have no place to live, they have been ejected from their family or are homeless, and who are pregnant. Yep. So many cases of kids who are 17 and found themselves to be pregnant, their parents may want them to terminate that pregnancy and they don't want to. It's a part of them. Perhaps they want to relinquish custody through adoption, <laughs> uh, and now they have no place to, leave, to live, but they find themselves with child. We have about 52 apartments around the Lincoln area and throughout really eastern Nebraska where we can put kids 19 to 24 in apartments and we support them actively. Male or female, right? Male or female yeah. in these, it's called the Cedars Bridges program. They're 19 to 24 year olds, but we do not want to put a 17-year-old who is just recently homeless and is pregnant alone in an apartment. Yep. Um, so we're going to build the carriage house. That's beautiful. On, on, our, on, our, on our campus at 66 and Pioneers, it is going to be so cool, Dan. It's, there's no other program like this in at least the state of Nebraska. And we're going to take these kids who find themselves in this crisis situation, we're gonna provide them with an apartment and we are going to prepare them to safely and successfully move into the community. Uh, we had a 16 year old who was referred to us today for an apartment. And we are gonna wrap everything we can to try to make her successful. I was just praying today that we have this carriage house operational really soon so that, that <laughs> so that a year from now, we don't have to do this. We've got a proper place. So there'll be a common area with a learning center that'll be surrounded by four one-bedroom apartments and two two-bedroom apartments. And the idea is in about 90-day period, 120-day period, we're going to prepare these young homeless kids who find themselves in this terrible situation, who have been kicked out of their home or whatever, and we're going to prepare them for success in life. I you know me well enough that that's was one of the 
impetuses of me asking you to come on uh, the show tonight because I'm yep. so excited about that program. Yep. Um, and, and, and we're going to let people know how they can help with that. Yep. Because um, that's a major project. Um, it'll take a little time to obviously raise the funds, start construction. But boy, the need is right now. Yep. Uh, I was asked how much money we need to raise, which is about $3 million, how much of that $3 million we need to raise to start constructing the carriage house. I said, we're going to start constructing the carriage house in August. Nice. Nice. Uh, we will be provided for because we're providing for these kids that have no place else to go. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, Jim, I want to talk, uh, the short time we have okay. left, I want to talk about... Um, there's some opportunities for people Absolutely. in the community to, to help with that project and others. Okay. So uh, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Welcome to It's a Disaster. I'm Dan Parsons. On each episode of It's a Disaster, we'll analyze the most bizarre public relations disasters that are making headlines and blowing up social media. We'll discuss what went right, what went wrong, and what I would have counseled to do differently. Hey, welcome back to Pints and Politics and my guest, Jim Blue, president and CEO of Cedars Organization. And Jim, in the last few minutes we have left, by the way, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. Uh, I appreciate it so much. And for recommending a great beer. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to do both. Yeah. Um, so I know that you're making a push so people can help with this new incentive and this new project. Uh, and so Give to Lincoln Day is coming up really very yep. quickly. Absolutely, yes. And so how can people participate in, in the project? So it is, we are so appreciative to the Lincoln Community Foundation for making this such a great thing in our community. It supports our wonderful network of human services here. So please, uh, I mean, Susie and I, my wife Susie and I will be giving to a variety of our favorite organizations in town. We will be giving to Matt Talbot and certainly to Cedars also. So, is there a, is there a friendly competition in the household? Yes, yes. And um, <laughs> as a matter of fact, yes. Um, so the portal, the Give to Lincoln Day website, opened up May first. So any time now, please, if you're thinking about the kids at Cedars who are involved in these critically important services, not nice services, but nice and critically important services, I hope you please will make a generous gift to our mission. Uh, I will be, uh, but particularly the Carriage House, we are trying to make this a reality for these young kids who are on their own and find themselves um, trying to produce the next generation. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, and it's so critical. So we just, anyway, we just really encourage people to go to the Give to Lincoln Day website anytime during the month of May. The big day is May 24th. That's when all the fanfare is, but 
Go you early can start and go right early now. And go often. Go early and go often. Uh, I was first in line uh, in May on May first a couple yep, days ago, you. and. Uh, and, and you can get more than once, as it turns out. Absolutely. There's no limit. Yes, 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 yeah. And, and we'll have a record of you. No, yes. <laughs> no, we're not kidding. We don't have a record of you. But we, we really appreciate all you do, Dan, yeah. with, with this with this this evening, uh, as well as all your support for the kids this evening. Yeah. Well, Jim, so I, can't, I can't thank you enough, my friend, uh, for the work that you do in this city that you've done for three decades. Uh, not to remind people of our ages, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I like getting older. It's a blessing yeah. to get older. Well, and, and we do. We have an opportunity uh, to continue to impact uh, the lives of people in this city. And so I, I just can't thank you enough for the work that you do at Cedars. And uh, so thank you. Well, let me close up and then... Uh, uh, and then we'll have one last uh, sip of beer. So uh, <laughs> let me just thank uh, uh, some of the folks that made this possible. Uh, right Eye Digital, Christian Anderson is our executive producer. Uh, Mad Owl Films, Grant Parsons is our senior producer. Parsons Public Relations Operations Manager is Kim Remington. Uh, thank you to Fuse Coworking, our home of Parsons Public Relations and Pines and Politics in the heart of uh, the Haymarket. Uh, Parsons Public Relations, uh, the leading Nebraska public relations consultant, uh, and our sponsor, the Cedars Organization, and my friend and our guest, Jim Blue. Jim. Thank you, Dan. Cheers. Thank you, Parsons Public Relations. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, my friend. Yes, sir.